0: Welcome to the Race to the Bottom podcast. I'm your host, Ed Cohen. In a few minutes, we're going to be joined by Kevin Kinney, singer, songwriter, guitarist for Driving and Crying. He's going to tell us a little bit about their current tour and their show tomorrow night, March 24th, at the Uptown VFW. We will be right back after a word from Smart Start MN. I'm Joe Friedberg. I'm a lawyer. I've handled a lot of DUI cases. I know a lot of people that have lost their license and can't drive because of it. There's a state-approved way to get back on the road. Go to SmartStartMN.com and get a device for your car that allows you to drive. The state has to let you drive. Do not go with imitators. Learn more at SmartStartMN.com. That's SmartStartMN.com. And we are back. We are pleased to welcome singer, songwriter, and frontman for the band Driving and Crying, Kevin Kinney, to the show. Thanks for uh, joining us today, Kevin.
1: Oh, well, thanks for inviting me to your podcast, yeah. Rock and Roll Show.
0: Yeah, it's uh, yeah, we talk a little bit of rock and roll. I mean, we talk about a lot of things. And, and what I'm really excited to talk to you about is that, you know, I've been a giant fan of yours since 1986. Um, right on. Yeah. So, you know... <laughs> that's a long time ago and uh
1: there's a lot of songs ago
0: <laughs> it is it is and so really the the question kind of begs itself how do you how do you make it as a band for 30 plus years
1: how do you make it as a band for 30 plus years hmm. um well i think uh guys. i think in the honesty you have to stay in balance i think just like life, I think a little bit of here, a little bit here, uh, a little bit there, you know. Um, don't want to go too crazy in any one direction. Kind of, you know what I mean? You want to stay in balance, so. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that makes sense to you, but to me, it's like, you know, you just don't want to, you, know, uh, you know, you want to be friends. You got you to gotta, you gotta remember to go back to Square one your friends in your first practice room, you sit there and you practice it. And you go, I hope we can get a gig opening for somebody, someday. And you learn eight songs. Well, that's where you should stay. No matter how big you get or whatever whatever else you do, you should try to remain in that framework, that that, that mindset that you're happy to be here, you want to be here, um, and uh you hear to, you know play your music, and then you know the song is the songs really tell you what they want and they tell you how they want to be played and, and then you know you play them um, right on. so it's all it's all about serving the song and making it making some sort of making some sense of it all, and then, like in car in, I learned to with you know I wrote songs the words, I wrote the words to make myself feel better. Yeah, I thought, what song am I going to be able to sing over and over again? So, Scarborough harder was the first good song that I ever wrote as far as words go. And I thought, well, that makes sense. I can sing that every night. That makes a lot of sense that makes me feel good. And so, I, I wrote, you know, we don't have a huge preponderance of songs about whiskey and women. You know, I leave that to people who could do it better than me. But what I do is, is make me, that makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. And then the, the crowd is watching us make ourselves feel good, and hopefully they feel good. You know, I um, think also one of the keys to being around 30 years is, for me, is I'm not trying to be your favorite band. If you're, if I'm one of the 30 bands you go see this year, I'm totally good with being in your top 30.
0: <laughs> you know, I
1: don't put a lot of pressure on myself to be the band. I don't want to be the band. I just right. want to be one of, your, one of your favorite bands. And that's, I want to do what I do. And you like what I do, it makes, makes it easy on me. It makes it pleasurable for
0: you. Yeah. Well, it, makes it, it makes a ton of sense. I mean, that's kind of how you do something for a long time. You just kind of keep yourself happy doing it. Um,
1: yeah, I think that, that like, for after 15 years, the first 15 years were all about, like, what is, what are the Joneses doing? Why aren't I on this cover? Why did I get put on the radio? Why did I do this? We should make America somewhere like that. We should do this. We should do that. We should, you know, what you guys did is what you guys did what you guys need. When well, after 15 years, i like, fuck it. Stop it. I don't care what anybody wants. <laughs> I this just will- want to do what I want. Right. And we want to do what we want. And so... You know, we basically do, we, you know, shows, a limited amount of shows. We Thursdays and Friday Saturdays usually. So they can be really intense. And then, you know, you have two days off to think about it. You think about what you've done, So
0: Right. And I, I've heard you go without a playlist. Is that true? <laughs> and if it is, how do you go about deciding what you're going to play that night?
1: Oh, I'm losing a little bit. I'm in Kansas. Hold on. Can you hear me now? Okay. What was that you asked? Uh,
0: I, I, I said I heard you guys, you know, kind of making yourself happy on along that theme. I've heard that you go without a playlist. And if that's actually the case, how do you go about deciding what you're playing that night?
1: I just read the audience. You know, it's a little bit of a, uh, a sideshow, psychic uh, channeling uh, kind of thing, you know. Uh, it's a little bit of reading the audience. It's also what happens during the day, you know, things lead uh, yourself to be, you know, the weather, politics, uh, maybe gets in my head, you know, when like, I up with the innocent and things like that, and it's garbage smarter, uh, you know, it, it depends on my mood, it depends on what's going on in the world, but, you know, the real, like I say this a lot, like, the real champions of, of someone to try to do something like i try to do, not use a set list and then draw from a hundred songs. Mm-hmm. There's the bass the bass player and the drummer and the guitar, the people that are in the band that aren't choosing their songs. They have to know like a hundred freaking songs. And they have to know that I might like, start them in a millisecond or two seconds. Right. You know? So it's really, the quality of the show is really based on their knowledge of what is going to randomly come into my head. You know, sometimes, like, you we know, were playing together so long, sometimes we look at each other and just say exactly what I'm thinking, like, exactly, you know, like, right. And, right. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, but I mean, yeah, I just, I like the freedom of being able to look out at the audience and. And maybe, you know, I don't always guess right, you know, it's, I don't always guess right. But what I never wanted to do was have a, I had a. I had a, a couple, a year or two where I had set lists. that would run up against that song, maybe once or twice a night, that I just did not want to play. But everyone else had it on their set list, and the light man had a thing for it or whatever. And then I played it. And there's nothing worse than me. You never want me doing something I don't want to
0: do.
1: <laughs> you know, not, I'm not happy, and then and I'm not selling it. And if I'm, not, if I'm not, selling it. You're not buying it. So, what? That's just a waste of time to me. Like, I don't feel like playing with by the book right now. But, but it's on the list, so let's just
0: do it. So the show is that's just a, that's sh- a
1: terrible that's a terrible life. Right. Everything is alive. I want to play.
0: And it's and it, you yeah. just decide on the fly what you're playing, right? <clears throat> yes.
1: And or you know sometimes people shout things out. Sure. Like last night I was like, "What well, you want to hear?" And someone's like, "You know, whatever." I'm like, "Okay, you know that one." You know, so that moment will come after five or six songs, maybe. I haven't been to your city in a long time. And I can't remember in Lincoln, Nebraska. I think of Nebraska. After the first five or six songs, I'm going to say, what do you want to hear?" Because you know, I don't want someone to wait to see us ten years, then we don't play it. You know, or I'll tell you, like I don't think I play that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, can Can I ask if you're going to play Scarred but Smarter on Saturday? Sure. <laughs>
1: okay. We can request it, you I'll play it. Do <laughs> you like to hear?
0: Well, it's the first song of yours that I yeah. heard. And it's it's my favorite song. Yeah. I shouldn't say favorite. Okay. It's it's one of my favorite songs of yours. So I'd love to hear it.
1: Great! I got a we got a good. We do a good version of it. We do a good. Uh,
0: yeah,
1: it's fantastic. Perfect. Got a little guitar solo in there now. And it's kind of cool.
0: So this time in in Minneapolis, you're playing the turf. Ter- uh, actually, you're not playing the turf club. You played the turf club last time you're in town. You're playing the Uptown VFW. It's a pretty small venue. Uh, do you have a preference for venue size these days, or? I, I
1: think smaller is the better for me. And why is that? You know, I just can you know I can feel I like you know I like I like when the audience can feel you you know you know like I like to be. <laughs> the higher the stage, the harder it is for me to do what what you're saying. I would like to do, but to call out songs, you know, okay. Like the higher the stage, it's harder for me to to see what you might want to hear. Um, so that's always a problem for me. So I, I prefer smaller stages, uh, lower to the ground stages. I guess I try to say. And last night we played a show and. It's, the stage was huge, stage was high, and there was a pit and then the audiences. So it was really hard for me to do that. It was a hard show for me to call, you know. wasn't quite sure what was happening. Sure. You know? I don't. I didn't think it was a great show. I thought it was a good, pretty good, you know. But, okay. Uh, you know, for me personally, I mean, what's what's what what what. <coughs> What do bands like us get to do that Bono and, you know, R.E.M. and all those bands can't do? You know, we can play small clubs and we can, you know, I th- we can really, you know, we don't need lighting cues or anything like that. We can just do what we want to do. So that's what I think. Like. Take advantage of the fact that we can do that, you know. You
0: know? Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um. So who is who is really an influence on on you personally, or who has been an influence on you personally, and and really, and then the band. So who who influenced Driving and Crying? Who influenced Kevin Kinney?
1: Um, well, I think. Uh, well, you split, I kind of split them up into five different five like years as I go. The biggest influence when we started was obviously, you know, the band that you want to be like. So I think ours was a little dose of R.E.M., a little dose of the Ramones, a little dose of the Rolling Stones, um, Bob Dylan, Patti Smith. You know, those are like the ones I started with. And then as I moved on, you know, I had different, different influence, different influences for this era. You know, um right now I'm in mean, a weird thing where I'm like i really listening to a lot of uh a lot of uh, early Alice Cooper and and the animals. Like Eric Burke and the animals and early Alice Cooper things I didn't really delve into like super early Alice Cooper like Praise for You and, and things like that, you know. Um the more psychedelic like Zappa stuff it's, like trippies to sit there on the records. Mm-hmm. Easy action. Easy action and uh, pretty sure my year that was listening you know, to, really getting into. Uh, and the animals, man, I don't like I haven't been listening to animals a lot in my life, and uh, I just saw them at, at Sullivan, and I was like, ah, I forgot how much, I used to cover in my punk rock band uh, a couple of different animal songs, and I totally forgot how much I loved them. So that's influencing me this month. So <laughs>
0: uh kinda comes back on full on the circle. Month,
1: you know. But yeah, I'm telling you, like, I'm really influenced a lot by people who've been making records. Like I guess five years ago, I'll go go back another five years, like my friends were making great records, like Aaron E. Cashing, um uh that's producing our new album. Uh is one of the I think I think the word in in uh, Influence would be you have to be replaced with Inspired.
0: Sure.
1: Um like Alberta Cross. That you ever heard listen to Alberta Cross? No. It's a great band. Really great band. Um uh Leagues with Dad Cocker doing uh all his rock thing, Leagues is fantastic. Um Finley Brown uh was really inspiring to me. Um, uh uh, uh I can't remember who else was really just, you know, keeping my mind open and, and listening to people that, you know, were like, I don't, you know, I don't, wanna, I don't, I don't, uh, make judgments on people born in
0: 1991.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I like, oh, you're, I was already making records, and I, you know, I hate it when people freaking do that. You know, I never call out a musician on how old he is or, or what I've done before. I mean, it's like, I always hated it when people would tell me, you know, I'm living in New York City and they're all like, Yeah, man, I saw Jimmy at, at Woodstock, man. You should have you know, I was like you should have been there. I was like, first of all, you're sixty and I'm fifty six. So uh I was eight. <laughs> and you were thirteen. You weren't there either. But uh yeah, the reason I wasn't at Woodstock, reason number one, I was eight. Yep. yep. Stop telling, <laughs> telling me about freaking Woodstock. Right. You know, I don't really, you know, it's like me being like, oh, you should have seen Nirvana. Yeah, well, I, I was three when Kurt Cobain died. So what do you want me to do? Right. You know, Right. I don't like calling people out on stuff like that. You know, I don't think it's, you know, but I do turn them on and we like, yeah, maybe you should listen to
0: that or whatever. Right. Know? Yeah. I, uh, I completely agree with that. So, so my influences, I guess that question is they change
1: every few years based on, you know, once again, you know, you know, everyone goes through their, you know, my Ryan Adams phase and, and then, you know, and then like, you know, country influences, classic country, you know, is uh, Elizabeth cook and Todd Steiner, that whole, my, that whole thing is, you know, I love all that. Um, uh, Hayes Carl, Todd Snyder, I go through those periods, uh, Bobby Bear Jr., uh, Vic Chester, all of my old friends,
0: you know. Sure. And, and if I could go just a little sideways from there, uh, the, the country piece. So Darius Rucker recently records Straight to Hell, which is another one, right? just such a, such a classic song. Has that turned, turned people on to driving and crying? If people found driving and crying because of Darius record's version of it, or are people just sort of assuming that it's his from, you know, somewhere?
1: Well, that would be great if they did. Well, I don't think it's really been released as a single, so I don't really know.
0: Oh, hasn't it? Okay. I don't think I, a lot I... of
1: people know it yet. No, I think it's that people know that it's out, but I don't think it's been a, a concert. I don't know. Uh, I've, I've seen no. some
0: live versions of it. I, I guess I just haven't.
1: Very rarely do people bring it up to me. So and it's, I don't think it's well known that he did it. Um, but I'm really, I was really glad he did it. I think it's a fun version. You know, it's it's the way that, that you know, hundreds of, I'll say a thousand bands in the South have done that song. It's, it's a really fun song and you know everybody from I've talked to the, uh, everybody from like uh, Marilyn Manson to Marilyn Manson's like Izzy and things like that have told me that they played that song in their cover band and Joe the upper, you know what I mean it's like everybody's you know Jamie Johnson and people like I'm honored that it's one of those standard bar go to closing songs that a lot of bands play in the South. that's the fun part of the Straight to Hell. The other fun part of Straight to Hell is that I, I played every Monday night in New York City, and every Monday night in New York City, some guy would call up to me from Connecticut or New Jersey and be like, you should record that song, man. It's a good <laughs> song. I'm like, thanks, man. I think I might. What an idea. Because they have no clue. Right. It's a brand new song outside of the South. People in Idaho and Montana and 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 everywhere, uh, you know, Minneapolis, you know, People outside of the South, it's a new song, you know. So that's, I'm hoping that Darius will turn people on it and um, they can enjoy it like other people. It's a beautiful song about Romeo and Juliet, yep. basically, you know. Um, so it's a, you know, but country music uh, might be challenged to play it because it says the word hell on it. I don't know why, but it's... <laughs> It's a beautiful love song, so I, I think when I sing it, I love it. But I, just as a side note, the side note, the side note, the hardworking Americans have a version of it where Todd Snyder sings it, and okay. it's beautiful. It's my favorite version. Really? It makes, okay. It makes me cry. It's really beautiful. Yeah.
0: We'll have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, now I
1: Todd is really selling it. Like Todd is really feeling it. And he, his, his, his lyrics, his, his, his performance of it is is gives me goosebumps.
0: That's great. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you are playing the Turf Club uh, Saturday night. Uh, no, no, the uh,
1: VFW. Oh, I'm sorry,
0: the VFW. That's right, the Uptown VFW on the 24th. No, it's so, it's
1: the Uptown VFW3 small club. Uh, it's, it's sold out, I think.
0: Oh, I hope it's not.
1: I don't know. My sister trying to get tickets, and I put it on a guest list. Uh, but we'll see. All right. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Should be a great show. You I'm, might want to
1: give them a call.
0: I'm excited about it. Um.
1: Maybe we'll do two shows. Maybe they'll add a morning show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That'd be great. I really appreciate, appreciate you coming on with me, and uh, looking forward to seeing the show tomorrow night. It's rocking good news, man. Thanks right. for talking. That was a lot of fun. That was fun. Thanks a lot. Okay. Thanks for joining us today. Next week's show is going to be an interesting one. We will be joined by Joe Friedberg, who will talk the law, legal stuff, and we will also hear from him about his views on the current college basketball scandal. We will see you then. <laughs>